us to quit. And for those of you joining us online this morning, we thank you for being with us as well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know if the hobby stores still have these things, but when I was growing up in the 60s, the space race was happening, man was going to the moon, if you went to the hobby store, you could, you could buy these models of the Saturn V rocket, and of the Atlas rocket, and of the Gemini rocket, and I love that kind of stuff. And let me tell you, it was really neat because what enticed me to buy those models was the picture on the box. Great marketing, <laughs> right? Great marketing. And I would use it like, Dad, Mom, can I, can I buy this model? Anyway, so it's interesting, the models came, of course, with instructions, and you had to piece together, right, the model in a specific way based on the instructions they had decals and painting and the whole. Anyway, um, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a great experience building those sub-models. So why, why, do I, why do I share this with you today? Because my brothers and sisters in Christ, today is the first day towards our journey to enter into great life. Today is our first day towards our journey to Pascha, our Lord's resurrection. And that picture on that front cover of the box, is an icon of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we think about his resurrection, that's what entices us to live the gospel. That's what entices us to put the pieces in the box together in a very specific way, following the instructions that in the end we may experience the beautiful joy of the picture that is in front of the box that is our Lord's resurrection to the glory and to the glory of God. So how do we do that? So the next few gospel readings in the weeks to come are going to get, are those instructions that we piece together, right? So the next few weeks, beginning today, we have the instruction that is before us. And today we read from the publican and the Pharisee, the gospel reading of today. A gospel reading that is very, 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 very well known. So here you had two individuals, two men. Where did they go? They went into the church. They went into the temple to pray, both of them. And one man, the Pharisee, how did he pray? I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. I'm not like this other person over here, right? This tax collector. I'm not like an adulterer, he says, right? I'm not like this individual who's really beneath me. That was his prayer. But what was the prayer of the tax collector? Remember, the tax collectors were thieves, right? So the tax collectors were not very well liked by people in society. What was the prayer of the tax collector? All he could do was look up into heaven and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I know you guys know, we just heard it. A sinner, right? Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Now the interesting thing here is, it's interesting, this tax collector probably fasted twice a week. This tax collector might have given tithes to the temple. This tax collector may have been a good husband to his wife, may have been a good father to his children. 
But all he could do was look up into heaven, and in doing so, seeing his shortcomings, he looks in the face of God and he says, Lord, have mercy on me. So the first piece of this puzzle, my brothers and sisters in Christ, leading us towards great Lent and eventually towards our Lord's resurrection is this. Humility. That is the first piece of the puzzle. Humility. And how do we become humble? The answer is given to us in today's gospel reading. We become humble not by comparing ourselves to the other, like the Pharisees did. We don't become humble by comparing ourselves to the other. Rather, we become humble by comparing ourselves only to God. I want to share with you a reflection that was actually written in 2003 by an unknown author. I don't know who the author is, but I love this reflection. And I share it with you. I'm going to read it to you now. It's short, so please do bear with me. It says, have you ever compared yourself with others? Certainly at times I compare myself to other people and sometimes in the most comical ways. For example, every Friday morning our garbage is collected. Last Thursday evening when I took the garbage out, of the, out to the curb, I noticed that the household across the street had quite a bit more garbage than we did. I had to laugh at this observation. How important is garbage? And yet I was comparing the amount of garbage we had to that of our neighbors. Now I seriously doubt that my neighbor having more garbage than we do will seriously affect my self-esteem or stop my spiritual growth. However, when I give the urge to compare myself with others, it does begin to take its toll. Think about your own life. How much stress and frustration are you adding to your life because of a tendency to compare yourself with others? Do you look at the spiritual gifts of a friend and conclude that you can never measure up to them? Do you compare your quiet, reserved spouse to one who is more outgoing and friendly? Perhaps your temptation is to make comparisons regarding parenting style or material possessions. Or perhaps your temptation is to compare the way practice your spiritual discipline with the way another person practices theirs. Certainly the possibilities are endless. Oftentimes when we compare ourselves with others, we tend to compare one person's strength to another's weakness. This can cause one of two things to occur. Either we see ourselves as less than we should, or we see ourselves as greater than we should. Neither is healthy. Remember, when we compare ourselves with others, these comparisons rarely give us an accurate and true picture of either ourselves or of the other person. In the end, comparing ourselves with others will cause us either to have pride or to feel defeated. Of course, our true standard of measurement is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the proper standard of comparison. When we measure ourselves to Him, there is no room left for pride as we come to understand just how far we are from the perfection to which he calls us. However, we know that when we do not measure up, he forgives us. What a beautiful thought. In this forgiveness through his love, we do not feel defeated, but instead are aspired into greater spiritual heights. The truth is that all of us have areas of strengths and weaknesses. We all have gifts and talents that are unique 
This is a part of God's design and purpose for the body of Christ. He gives us all unique gifts. God does not desire that we worry or concern ourselves over what we are not, rather that we offer to him all that we are. Rejoice then in the person our Lord has made you to be. Rejoice in the gifts that he has given you. Glorify him in all that you are, and take those tendencies to compare yourself with others out with the trash. How many of us compare ourselves to others? I do. I compare myself to other people. I think we all do to one degree or another. And I have to tell you, in reflecting back on my life, it actually caused me, to put it this way, it caused me distress. It caused me a degree of suffering. Because you see, when I was growing up, that was the standard. It might even be the standard today. At school, I would always compare myself to those athletes who were so good at sports. I was a scrawny kid. Always picked last for the team. Never picked first. Nobody wanted me on their team. I didn't have a very good self-image because of all of this. Because I was comparing myself to the other person. It wasn't later that I learned comparing myself in this way is wrong and hurtful to myself personally, emotionally, and spiritually. Today, things might be different. I don't know. That was in the 70s. Today, perhaps, Facebook and social media may have a lot to do with how we compare ourselves to others. Because when we read social media and we look at how perfect another person's life seems to be, we compare their life to our own. Perhaps that leads us to a place where we say to ourselves, my life isn't like that, I wish it were like that. And we are led down a road of despondency. That's one of the reasons why I don't like social media. Because it paints a per this, this image of perfection in the lives of people that just simply isn't real. Remember my brothers and sisters in Christ, all of us have our challenges. And oftentimes social media doesn't pick those challenges. And I had to always remind myself once I learned this, that all those athletes that I looked up to and admired, guess what? They had their challenges in life as well. And learned this later in life, right? And led me to a much healthier, healthier place. So I share this with you, this simple message this morning, as we read the gospel reading of the publican and the Pharisee. Remember the model? Our Lord is giving us pieces now. Put this beautiful model together. And the result is going to be the joy of the resurrection. And that first piece is humility. We gain and earn humility not by comparing ourselves to others, but by comparing ourselves only to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we compare ourselves only to Him, it's the healthy place to be. We will experience His love, we will experience His joy, we will experience His forgiveness and the abundance of His blessings. This, my brothers and sisters Christ, is the first step towards great land, to the glory of the resurrection. May our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ bless us all and keep us in His care on this day and all day.